that you, Prince? Welcome to And That's On Gifted. You're joining me, Rara, and Z, a really good mate of mine who's a crystal practitioner and psychic. Let me ask her all the questions you want to know about being psychic. We explore a new topic weekly, and also Z will speak on crystals of the day, and you will find out about zodiac signs. And That's On Gifted is available on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, and iTunes. Hey Z, how are you going? Hey Ra, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Uh, yes, I'm good today. I'm very, very, very good. It's a Monday morning out here in North America and a Monday evening out there where you are in the land down under. It sure is. Mm-hmm. So how's it going there? Is it nice and cold there now or what? Mm, yeah, it was really, really cold today. The weather's changed since we started this podcast it was summer and it was hot, and now it's winter and cold. Oh, my. Well, now it's starting to warm up here now, so I'm good. And, you know, my body need heat, honey. I'm actually not too bad in the winter. I'm really weird. Like, I enjoy cold weather for some reason. I find that it's easier to stay warm in winter than it is to stay cool in summer for me. Really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, no, then uh, Okay, could you withstand, like, minus 20 degrees? Absolutely. I'll just be sipping oh. hot chocolate in front of a heater with a baggy hoodie and overeating. <laughs> okay, that is the North American lifestyle when it comes to winter. That's what everyone does. Love it. You would love it. You'd absolutely love it. Trust me. I mean, literally, like when they did this whole uh, like, uh, damn uh, lockdown stuff and you're just staying at home and eating food every day, that's literally what I was doing uh, during winter anyway, so it was like no different. Uh, oh, sounds like heaven. Oh, yeah, baby. Just look outside and just see the snow. <sighs> oh, that's too nice. We have uh, got a lot of things to talk about today. It's going to be a bit different, though. We're going to switch it up a bit. We are. We are. Yeah, so what I came oh, well, sorry, you. what I came across from you, though, you told me about this, about these skills. Skulls, um, mm -hmm. and they're just not any skulls. These are like skulls from the, uh, I think, Central America, um, and they are, I don't know, the, the story behind these skulls is just so crazy. Um, what is the name of these skulls? What, what is the name of that, that that people may know about it? Well, they're known as the 13 Crystal Skulls, That's the it. legend of the 13 Crystal Skulls. The legend of the exact. 13. Okay. The legend of the 13 Crystal Skulls. Up until this day, they're not sure whether it was real or if it was planted and if it was man-made, but we can go in into depth a bit about that and talk about it throughout the podcast. Right. And they actually, uh, well, the movie um, uh, Indiana Jones was uh, kind of like based on these skulls, these 13 yes. weird skulls. Funny whatever. enough, I haven't watched it. 
<laughs> I haven't seen Indiana <laughs> Jones, but it is. There is an episode and there is the movie that is based on these uh, 13 Crystal Skulls. I've seen the documentaries on this. Uh, I actually had a chance to uh, check out the documentary as well. We're, we're going to get into that in, in a little bit. Um, and then we're going to talk um, about uh, spirits and feeling spirits um, and also being able to see them. And I, I definitely think that Z would be great to have a chat about that. I know it's something that I've experienced in life. And um, yeah, I would love to just have a, uh, yeah, a little chat and see what she thinks about it all. And we're going to do our usual crystal of the day and also zodiac signs. And we're going to be talking about cancer today, correct? Yes, we are. All right, well, let's get right into it. Are you ready, girl? I am ready. So fans of extraterrestrials are in for a treat today because we're here to discuss the 13 crystal skulls. Now, legend has it that it was passed on to the tribal leaders and the Native Americans believe that they came down from the star children. So they believe that the aliens had given it to them. Now, they believe that it was from their tribal ancestors and it was passed on from the Incas, the Aztecs, the Mayans, Native Americans, and the Anastars. So Frederick Albert Mitchell Hedges is the explorer who found these skulls deep in the Amazon forest, but there's been a lot of debates around this, whether it's real or whether he had planted it himself in the forest. Now, I mean, I don't know because think about it, there was other skulls that were discovered in other countries. Mm -hmm. So the question is, could he have planted them back then? You know, we're talking about 1920s, like, you know, who's got that much money to go fly around and plant them and bury them in places, but also for people to stumble across them, like other explorers had found them. But there are people that are saying that, you know, they, they're sceptical and they think that he he planted them there. He was a professional explorer and he knew the forest and he also had tools. He was a lapidary as well. But what they did was they took it into a university and the engineers had a look at it and they basically said that, you know, it's over hundreds of years old and, you know, the historians kind of were trying to debunk the theory and there was a lady historian and she said that they were fake. She was in Washington, this woman, that she put it under a microscope. She tested it. She looked at it and, you know, she basically said that it, it couldn't have been handmade even though she had the theory that she thought that he made it because he was like he had the tools to be a lapidary. But then when she had put it underneath the machine, she found that it had to be sanded because there was no marks on the crystal skulls to show that a machine had done this. Now, this is why there are people saying that, you know, the theory of him making it is incorrect because he would have had to sand it down over hundreds of years and he wouldn't have had time to do that with 13. Okay, Z, can you please give me a rundown on this whole documentary and try and give me an understanding about the significance of these crystal skulls? Now, I don't know if you're aware, but the skulls are believed to hold great power and knowledge. Okay. 
because they had spoken to the tribal people mm. and the tribal people told them that, you know, ancient, the, their ancestors in ancient times have passed these down to them and they believe that it comes from a different dimension. And when they tested these skulls, it was made of a, of a certain silica. Now, they're all clear quartz. These skulls are only made from clear quartz and they're a certain silica. Com like there's a certain compound of silica inside of these clear quartz. And they're also, legend says, that they're all 13 of them are programmed. All of them are programmed and all you have to do is put your hand on the skull and then you will receive all the information and knowledge of the universe. Now, today, science is showing that clear quartz can be programmed. Can you explain the whole situation with the lost city of Atlantis? So the lost city of Atlantis was a utopian civilization and a lot of spiritual people lived in there and they were highly advanced in this city. Legend has it that it was washed away with water and that it was located somewhere in Spain, but we're not too sure where it was, but there is a legend and a legacy that there was a lost city of Atlantis. Now, the explorer believes that these crystals were connected to that lost city of Atlantis. But again, the tribal people will say that it was passed on from their ancestors. So there's a little bit of, you know, debate on where they actually came from. Something is up. Something is going on. We don't know where the skulls are from, but we know that they were found in different parts of the world. He was one of the people who found them. And the tribal people are saying that it, it was passed down to them. There are, they're still in museums today. They, they still hold value. Otherwise, why would they keep them in museums? The way they are formed is just insane. Like, it's just they're, like they're stunning, aren't they? They're so beautiful. Crazily, crazy. They're like supposed to be, they're supposed to be the size of a real human skull each yeah, one yeah yeah and there's no imperfections in the actual like inside the, the the skull there's like nothing it's just clear 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 and i didn't actually get the full weight of the of the skulls i don't know what the the actual weight of them are but they must be quite heavy if they like solid solid crystal a machine would have broken the skull if it made it it would have cracked it in the middle so like I said, a machine couldn't have made it, even though there was that theory where they thought the explorer did use a machine because he had all the lapidary tools in the background and the knowledge. When they put it under the machine, they could clearly see that there was no marks and it, it would have broken straight away. We have to chat about spirits. Oh, no, no. Mm -hmm. It's 11.24pm here and you're making me chat about spirits. Yeah, I wanted someone to, to rattle some chains up in that house. Oh my god, don't say that. <sighs> I, myself, have had lots of experiences in the past. Mm -hmm. it, mm. I know you've been telling me and they sound pretty intense. I am so glad that I haven't had those experiences. Oh, I know. I've had so many of those things and it's just so wild. It's so wild. I, 
like for you, right, being psychic, you just as you just said now, you haven't had too many of those sort of experiences. Why would it happen to some and not happen to others, and especially being with what you do? Could depend on how open you are with the whole situation, but also a major factor of a lot of people that are psychic or that are able to see spirits in the other realm and dimensions. Because, I mean, we've got multiple dimensions. It just depends on which one you can portal into. Is possibly because they've been exposed to some form of trauma. Now, once you're exposed to a certain type of trauma, your brain completely changes. And a lot of people who have suffered from trauma become intuitive, psychic, mediumship, empaths. And then some of them can see spirits and go to other realms and communicate with spirits and things like that. Whereas some people can't, but they can do other things. So it just, it depends on what you've been exposed to. And then some people haven't experienced a form of trauma, but then they have to get into a meditative state where, again, they have to train their brain. It's all to do with the way that your brain is shaped and what you're exposed to and how you can reach that frequency to be able to reach the places that you can reach. In a way, it's like if you have experienced a form of trauma and then you've opened yourself up to spirits, they're coming to you for a reason. So not everyone that has trauma can see it. It's how open you are and how in tune you are with energy and frequency to begin with. So you need to be the right candidate for it. Ooh. I personally don't want to see them mm -hmm. at all because I don't think I could handle it. I would probably <laughs> myself. It is scary. It's I've heard some pretty scary stuff, although I've had an experience for the first time in my life. And mm. I just, I ran, I ran for the hills and I never came back because I can't handle it. Okay. Would so, you like to share what happened? Oh, gosh. Okay. I've been house, I, I do a bit of house sitting here and there. Mm -hmm. And there was a lady that I used to work for at one of the crystal shops and she had a gorgeous, beautiful beach house, beautiful beach house. I just, I've been house-sitting her house for many, many, many years. Let's say, you know, seven plus years. And the house is gorgeous from the outside, beautiful two-story, around the corner from the beach. You walk outside the door, down the road, the beach is right in front of you. Absolutely stunning house. It felt weed in certain parts of the house i don't know who the owners were before her after house sitting it for a while i experienced a really strange it's hard to say i experienced a strange sensation where i was lying down in the bed ready to go to sleep and all of a sudden the whole room just starts spinning and I don't, at this point, I didn't know what was happening. And I was just, my heart was beating really fast because I'm thinking, what's wrong with me? I feel sick. The whole room is spinning. So I turned to my side and I closed my eyes, hoping it would go away, clenching my phone in my hand. And it didn't. And then I rolled back and then it stopped. Now, this happened about two or three times and I really started freaking out. And I remembered that I just kind of got up and ready for work now this happened in the room downstairs after that happened I had never experienced that type of motion or feeling again in the room but I did avoid sleeping in that room 
Okay. So I went and I slept upstairs in her room. Mm-hmm. And then a few years went by and I brought my partner down with me mm-hmm. and he looked in the room when he walked in and said, that's weird. And I said, "What? what's weird? And he goes, that room, it feels weird. And he's yeah. not one that's spiritual. He's not one that is in tune with energy, you know. he's He's got a good, you know, sense of um, like direction and gut instinct. So he was going with that. And I said, yeah, that's strange that you said that. I had a really weird experience in that room, but nothing's mm-hmm. ever happened to me since that happened. Maybe I just had vertigo. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, I never, ever experienced that vertigo ever again. It was just that that time. So I'm thinking that it was probably just the vertigo. It was a one-off thing and you know, never happened again. So as we're walking around the room and I've avoided that room at that point, um, I had to go in that room and get something for him. And as I'm walking in, I get a really cold chill down my back. And I could hear a whisper. My name. Mm. Something whispered in my ear my name. And I'm not not even going to sound it out, but it scared out of me. I stood there. I was frozen. I, I just stood there frozen. And I couldn't speak. It was a cold whisper in my ear. And I just remember freezing. And then I waited for a few seconds and I was saying my partner's name. And I couldn't get the words out of my mouth. And I turned around and I ran to him and I said, did you say my name? And I knew it wasn't him. I knew it wasn't him, but I needed some clarification because I thought I was losing my mind. And he just looked at me and he's just like, no, I've been sitting here watching football the whole time. And I said, you don't understand. I heard something whisper my name. It was in that room. And he just looked at me like I was a nut job. And he's like, well, maybe just sit down and you'll feel better. Like maybe you just thought you heard it. And I just got so off when he said that I thought I heard it I know I know and then I didn't hear anything again after that night and then when I did house sitting for her again I was walking in the the ground floor again and I didn't enter that room but I went around to go to the toilet on the bottom stairs and it whispered again, but it didn't say my name. It just said, you're back. And then after it said, yeah, after it said that, I, I lost And I turned around to him and I said, when are you ever coming here again after the next few nights? Because this is the second time that I've heard something. And I'm myself at this point. Like I'm the only one that can hear it. Like every time I confirm with him, he's like, looking at me like I'm crazy and you know what Ra I've never experienced anything like this before Mm. I've never heard anything I've never seen anything I've never wanted to be the person that experienced that ever Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. I was happy that I never had those experiences Mm. because I knew how scared I would get and funnily enough she offered me another house sitting job and I just had to make the biggest excuse as to why I couldn't come down and have (laughs) her again so, I mean, mine isn't as scary and traumatic as some people, but I can tell you that that experience alone was enough to scare me. So never, ever step footing foot in that house again. But I find it quite odd that it took a long time 
for whatever was in there to come whether I don't know if I brought something in because I'm not I don't hang around a lot of people so I don't pick up a lot of energy or if something triggered whatever spirit was in that house when my partner came in because it was his first time in that house so I don't know what happened but something awoke you know the time when my partner came in and that's when it all happens but never again will I ever ever go into that house not as scary as some people's but it was enough to scare the living daylights out of me mm. but what have been your your experiences you've had some pretty full-on ones like I literally would have gone nuts having your experience oh, yeah well well Ever since I was a little boy, I used to just see weird things, weird things. Like, I remember, I remember being so afraid to stay at home by myself. I used to feel like there was something watching me. I used to, I used to have, have really, really vivid, vivid dreams about dreams weird about things. I seen, seen like a, like a, a demon, demon or, something. or something. But I felt that something was watching me, watching me. And, and I used to tell, used my, to tell family, my family, but no one no believed me. me. It even happened when I was like an adult, and I don't know, no one believed me. And, it was weird things that happened at my parents' house, like with the with, with the ghost. I don't know what it was, but it was so weird. It all happened at once. I I don't know why. Why? You know, like in, in a house, like a room temperatures, like there's some houses, like you know, if there's like big trees and stuff like that, you may feel a bit colder in some parts of the house, and other parts of the house feel warmer. Especially like with the sunrise, sunfall, it also changes the temperatures of of the house on on particular times of the day. But in our house, they never had um, big trees or anything. Uh, and it was quite a level home. It was no, it wasn't like a multi-level house at all. So temperatures shouldn't really change too much within the house. Um, but in the corners of the rooms, Z, I'm telling you right now, it was freezing, freezing cold. Yeah, definitely spirits, definitely. Freezing cold. And if you just walk into another section, like maybe in the middle or just like to a door, it's warm. And mm. we come from like a, a warm temperature in in, in Australia, so it wouldn't, especially like even in like summertime, like you would feel it's freezing cold, and that should never really happen, not in Australia. Mm. Um, so that was in my mind. Okay, that was something that was odd. I started hearing um, whispering, and I was just about to go to bed, and I hear. I couldn't make oh out what God. they were saying, but I could hear whispering happening. And I was like, ah, oh, this is this is crazy. I had an uncle that stayed over at, at the house at the time. He was living at our parents' house. And he had a dream that there was a coffin in garage of the house. And we were like, what? Okay. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for sharing that dream. So weird. And let me tell you, two days later, my dad opened the bedroom door and he saw a puddle like blood. And he was like, what the heck is this? And he like wiped it away and he just carried on with his day. The next day, 
uh, when he woke up. He opened the bedroom door to leave the room and he saw the same puddle that looked like blood. And he was like, okay, no, this is weird. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely a message. They're trying to tell you something if they're constantly repeating doing the same thing. Exactly. And from what, what I did is when my dad and told, told me that and I, I started feeling these weird feelings, um, I was like, uh-uh, I'm getting some damn Christian music up in here and I am going to praise his name. Ooh, glory be to the Father, Son and Holy Spirit because I am getting these damn de- demons out of this house. And that was my, that was my uh, way of, of dealing with that matter to rid the house of these demons because I don't know how they came in. I don't know why that happened. I don't know if it followed from the other house and onto this house or even following my black ass. I have no idea, but it was absolutely buck wild terrifying. Um, and it actually doing so, leaving, um, putting, putting on uh, like belting out Christian songs. I, I left it over during the day while we were all at work and there was a energy shift for sure because the house actually uh, it wasn't feeling those different temperature changes and, and, and we never saw that blood at the, by the door anymore. Yeah, things had got better. Because uh, you, you smudged the, the house, you cleared it with music so you can change the frequency with music. I did that with that lady's house at the beach house. I had to use sage. I just saged the out of it. And every time that I would sage it, I, it would be okay. Can I just tell you this one experience that I had as well? Um, yeah. When I was working away uh, in on a mine site, and um, so the mine sites in Australia are like uh, it's like iron ore projects or like um, oil and gas. Um, I like I know they have them in like uh, in the south too, like in Texas they've got like the the oil plants, and in in Canada in Alberta they've got the oil plants there too. So it's quite a similar um, situation where people have to fly in to work and then they have to fly back to the city wherever they live. Um, so in that situation, that was what I was doing, and I was on an iron ore um, mining project, and uh, it's out in the freaking outback of Australia where it's just like nothing is out there. This is a big red dust bowl. Um, and on these mining projects, they aren't allowed to have people walking around because it's illegal for safety reasons, right? So no one's allowed to be walking around only in designated areas. I had to drive out to where I was. I was doing a cleaning job. So I had to drive out to these different offices to clean. And I was doing night shifts. So it was in the middle of the night. No one was around. It was just me. And I had to go drive out in the bush away from the camp. And I had to go clean out, clean these like offices that were like in the middle of nowhere. It was like pitch black. And I remember one day I went and cleaned this office and I had my music on and I was just trying to like, you know, distract myself because it was a bit creepy, not going to lie. Anyway, I jump in the van and I'm like heading back to the camp. And as I'm driving, baby, when I tell you, I saw somebody walking across the road. And as I was coming across this person, I saw my headlights going straight through this figure. Oh my God, don't even joke. Baby, I got such a fright that 
the first thing I was starting to do was I was just sort of like honking the horn. And I was like, beep, beep. I was like, beep, beep. I was like, hey, you can't be here. You can't be here. It was just what I was doing. And I started flashing the lights and I could just see the lights beaming straight through this figure. Oh my God. Um, I literally would have lost the plot if I had seen that at maybe, night shift by myself maybe. in the car. I, I would have started screaming. Yo, I was like shook, shook. I was like, oh my God. And it just walked nicely across the spirit thing, whatever, walked nicely across the park, the, the, the street. And then it just like disappeared. And I was just left like, huh? What the heck was this? Nah, why do I have to deal with that? And I by my damn self. And I was so mad. I was like, God, please now. You know I don't like this kind of thing. I've been dealing with this thing as a child, as a teen. And I was like, nah, I'm an adult now. I don't want to be dealing with these spirits. Please don't bring these spirits to me. I'm done with this. Lord Jesus, I cannot be dealing with this type of stuff. I so what did like, the uh-uh. indigenous have to say about it? The First Nation people? Well, that was the thing. I told one of the um, indigenous ladies there and I said, hey, auntie, something walk across the road, blah, 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 blah. And uh, I said, the security guards looked and there was nothing there. I said, I don't know what was going on, but it just didn't seem right to me. And then she said to me, oh, young fella, you know what you saw? She saw that's a desert spirit, that. I said, auntie, what? She said, yeah, that's a desert spirit. I said, okay. Okay, What's auntie? a desert spirit? A desert spirit. Auntie told me I saw a desert spirit. So what does that mean? What is a desert spirit exactly? Mm, well, very interesting. Um, these spirits are like mysterious creatures or something like that. Um, and some of them can come off as malicious and they just stalk around the land. I don't know if they serve like a purpose to the land or to the actual uh, communities out there. An account to this, to this indigenous auntie that told me about it, she had said, yes, a lot of people have come across these types of spirits. So baby, but I still had to go to work the next day. <laughs> oh my God, I would have not gone to work. Should we talk about the next topic, Z? We've got crystals of the day. Yep. Let's move on to something a bit more positive and Mm -hmm. talk about crystal of the day, which today I have chosen Tibetan quartz. Now, Tibetan quartz is very similar to clear quartz, but it's got uh, smokes of charcoal or smoky quartz running through it. Now, it's famous for its powers of protection and purification. It also does the same thing as clear quartz where it activates your other crystals and sort of makes them stronger and clears your auric field and opens and closes your chakras as well. So it's Mm -hmm. known to have a kundalini effect going through your body. So it's a massive energy charger. Mm -hmm. And it's said to expand the aura as well as it rises the vibration. So the Mm -hmm. physical body can be attuned. And it's a light, a very light crystal with uplifting energy you don't feel buzzed when you're holding this crystal at all and it's also very good for protection from anything negative and really really good when you're meditating it's said to connect you to wisdom and the wisdoms of the monks of tibet oh my okay can it get rid of spirits i'm sure it can since it's got that combination (laughs) of tourmaline in there okay and have you actually used this yourself yeah i carry uh, tibetan clear quartz in my crystal range and i actually think it's such a beautiful mystical crystal it's it's so clear that you can see through it and then it's got this little ash of smoke running through it little carbon fibers 
and then a lot of them have like celestial rainbows through them they're really magical crystals Mm. I've never seen anything like it. It's It's got so much in one stone just visually looking at it. All right, Z, so can you tell me what star sign are we talking today? We're talking about Cancer. So Cancer is a water sign and canc- Cancerians are highly intuitive and they're very, very psychic. They're also known to manifest things. So you have to be careful if you're a Cancerian in what you're thinking and what you want your future goals and aspirations to be because you're very, very good at making them come true. So Cancers also, they they effortlessly pick up energies in the room. They could be around people and they can be quite sensitive and susceptible to energy. A lot of them are empaths again, having that psychic ability as well. Mm. And they're extremely sensitive to their environment. So you Mm. really have to be in a loving and nurturing environment if you're a Cancer and you'll strive. If you're a Cancerian and you're put into a negative environment, it's going to be very toxic and hard for you to come out of there. And they're extremely protective, very family-orientated, very friendly Mm. and career-driven as well. Mm. Um, personality traits of a cancer they're you know very loyal intuitive caring and they're very very protective as well so you everybody wants to have a cancerian friend so what are the compatible star signs with cancerians especially for relationships yes a relationship wise Cancerians go really well and they're really compatible with other Cancerians, Mm -hmm. but also Scorpios and Pisces. And they also go really, really well with Taurus and Virgos as well. Not so Mm -hmm. much Libras or Sagittarius and Aquarius. Um, If you guys want to snatch you up a Cancerian, seems by those attributes, they're not bad people. No, not at all. And most star signs are not bad people. We all know that there's good and bad everywhere. And being a certain star sign doesn't necessarily make you a bad person at all. It's just really great that uh, we get to have a look at star signs in depth and we can pick up a few of their traits. It's always good to know people's traits and personalities, you know, when it's based on star signs. Makes it a little bit easy to figure that particular individual out. Oh, okay. What about um, Virgos? Because, ooh, I know a Virgo. Ugh. Well, I guess we can cover Virgo on our next podcast. I'm going to make you wait for that one. <laughs> Apparently, Taurus and Virgo get along. They I do, know. Yeah, they get pretty... along. Whether or not they're compatible with something else, but they do definitely get along. Mm, okay. I know I get along with um, Taurus. I'm a Taurus and I get along with my Taurus. What's up, Taurus? What's going down? And I know I'm also. Thinking... That's ca- um, Capricorns too. Oh, I love my Capricorns. Hey, Capricorns. Isn't it funny? Just with some star signs, you just click. You've got that connection. And then it's just like a pattern that always happens. Like I'm always connecting with certain star signs. And I always find certain star signs really, really funny. I'm like, oh, my God, you're an Aries. You're so funny. I love Aries. And then there's just certain star signs that I'm always a little bit like, mm, we kind of clash heads. All right, Z, so thank you so much, Z, for giving us that rundown. And I'm sorry that I just chatted and chatted and chatted away, but I was so excited to just share some of that tea on all these damn spirit things and all that stuff. But I have got actually more. I didn't really go into into depth 
of you know what other things that I've seen and felt. So that was just a little sneak preview, but we're going to chat more about that in another episode. And uh, Z, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you, Ra. It's been a pleasure. It's always great doing these little chats with you. Not a problem at all. Thank you so much, Z, for joining me today on the fourth episode of That's on Gifted. And you guys can also follow Z on Crystal Readings on Facebook as well as on Instagram as well and get in touch with her and you can find out more about what she does um, and uh, you can speak to her about crystals and even how to uh, get a hold of the crystals that she um, she has in her inventory. And Z, thank you so much, girl. Thank you. And be sure to catch us on the next episode with me and Z on That's on Gifted by Know the Culture. I'm Prince Rara. See you next time. <laughs>